Lethal, you ever had something happen to you like that when you're in the middle of a game? Somebody try to run on the court butt-ass naked or something crazy? Mexico, like at our games, the security be having like AK-47. So wait, the refs have guns. So does that make you think twice no. about arguing a call with them? No, the security. I apologize. Imagine oh. if the ref had a gun, yo. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's up, what's up, and welcome to Certified Buckets, the can't-miss NBA podcast where we hit on all things hoops and culture, brought to you by Uninterrupted. As usual, I'm your girl, Ashley Nicole Moss, and I got my fellas with me, Christian Winfield, Lethal Shooter. Guys, how are you enjoying the first round so far? A lot of storylines, a lot of great basketball, a lot of chaos. Man, I'll say first round hasn't gone the way I thought it would go for a lot of different teams, including the one here in Brooklyn. Lethal, I'm sure there's been some surprises for you, too. Uh, man, I was I was gonna let, I was gonna go first so you can you know let out your <laughs> conversation, but <laughs> but same man. These playoffs have been everything we thought they were gonna be. Man, aggressive, coming straight to your chin, and this is probably some of the best basketball I've seen mm. in a long time. Listen, we're going to get into all of it. But before we do that, we want to thank you for supporting the show. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast wherever you happen to be listening. Get at us on social media at Certified Buckets. No vowels in the word buckets. And we are on Instagram and Twitter. Interact with us and you might just hear your comments on the next show. Okay, guys. So a lot has happened around the association since we last did this podcast. That's what we're talking about when we talk about the ever-moving world of the NBA. So let's catch up and get into it in the latest installment of 3 on 5. All right, y'all. Check ball. It's time for us to go 3 on 5. All right, so topic number one, Christian, brace yourself, all oh, right, because brother, we, we no. coming at you. We're going full throttle. We starting off with a bang. Because go. even if you picked Boston to knock off Brooklyn, you may be surprised just by how it's happening. As we record this show, the Nets are currently 0-3, not winning a single game. Ben Simmons is no longer returning for mm. game four. And the Celtics just seem to be in complete control of the series. Christian, as someone who covers this team and has mm, done mm, so mm. since the very beginning through all the trials mm, and tribulations, mm, mm. what do you make of all of this? Because it's a lot. Let it out, bro. It's okay. Man. We so love it's you. a safe space. This is a safe space. Is, is by this the way. really a safe space? I don't know. I let, don't trust, let it out. Let it out. I don't out. trust just know, that this is a safe just, space. It's like ninety-eight percent <laughs> a safe space. I am a Knicks fan, so you can't trust me all the way. I, I'll tell you what. Part of this is predictable, right? Because when you consider no Kyrie at the beginning of the season, mid-season trade for James Harden, where you get Andre Drummond and Seth Curry, not getting Ben Simmons, Kevin Durant going down in the middle of the year for a month and a half. Part of it is understandable. This team has no chemistry. The other part of it, you couldn't have seen coming. That's Kevin Durant not looking like Kevin Durant anymore. I mean, I've never mm. seen KD look like... He looks like Marshawn Brooks right now. I'm sorry to say. Oh, my it's, God. It, it, mm. it, I mean, I've never seen a, a Hall of Fame... I mean, at the beginning of this year, we were talking about him as the best player in the planet, right? Like, this was the undis undisputed best basketball player in the world. 
this man has been bottled up. He's missing makeable shots. Turning, he's turning the ball over seventeen times through three games. Mm. I mean, it's it's not what anyone would have expected. And then on mm. top of that, to also not be getting your best from Kyrie Irving. I mean, Kyrie had thirty nine in game one. Haven't been able to find him since. Right, so it, it's kind of been tough. And now you're expecting them to turn it on in game four. No Ben Simmons, which I think is for the best, considering he's got back problems and he needs to let that heal all the way. Um, at this point, even if they do win tonight, they are probably losing five. So, yeah, you don't you want to avoid a sweep just for pride. And, and, and I get that. But the Celtics have been flat out the better team this entire series. It's 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 mm-hmm. been sad to see for the Nets because they came into the season as heavy right. championship favorites. And now. They could be headed to Cancun in four. And the Knicks will be waiting on them at the dough. Facts. No, but in, <laughs> in all seriousness, before we dive into Kyrie and Ben Simmons, because there's a lot to get into there, sure. going back to Kevin Durant, I hate this narrative that's kind of now, you know, being is now at the forefront once again about him because now we're talking about, you know, did he make a mistake leaving Golden State? And, you know, he can't win without Steph or it's mm. all this thing. Let's not get it twisted. Kevin Durant is still, if you ask me, the best basketball player in the world. Mm. And he's going to go down as one of the greatest of all time. Sure. This is just a prime example of how you can be the best player, but on a team sport, you also need a great team. Kevin Mm. Durant is one person. And Lethal and I, we got into this a couple of episodes ago that, look, this is going to catch up to KD eventually. He's not young. He's coming off of two major injuries And you're asking him to play 45-minute-plus games Mm -hmm. throughout the regular season for one reason or another. It's because Kyrie's a part-time player. It's because James Harden was injured. That was last season. Then James Harden gets traded. You get Ben Simmons. He can't play. It was all Kevin Durant all the time. Mm -hmm. Now you're seeing in April, he's gassed. He doesn't look like himself. There's a difference between having off games and there's a difference to just having nothing in the tank. And we are seeing what it looks like when the best player on a team has had to carry the load for so many months. There's nobody's skill set that can go ahead and overcome that. He's exhausted and you can see it. He doesn't even look. You don't see glimmers of him anywhere in his game. It's, it's actually like, really frustrating and sad to watch as someone who's a big Kevin Durant fan. I hate seeing him like this in this space because it did not have to be like this. And and Lethal, you can probably talk to this. I mean, this Celtics defense has been unrelenting. I mean, just for the amount of energy KD has to exert just to get the ball, right? He's got to run through so many different Celtics players to get it. And then as soon as he touches it, if he decides to dribble, you got somebody else running at him from the other side of the floor. If he takes a shot, he's got two hands in his face, you know, and and then if he wants to pass, now he's talking about he's overthinking a lot of these possessions because the Celtics are showing him different looks on basically every single defensive possession. Lethal, I mean, take us inside your mind. If you see what what the Celtics defense is doing to him, how does that make you almost second guess what you know you're capable of of doing out there on the floor? Yeah, they're doing a good job of confusing him. And most importantly, they're doing a good job of making Kyrie and Kevin Durant try to play one-on-one. Mm. And I think me and you agreed on that with James Harden. Like, the more that James Harden had the ball, the more the offense became stagnant. And if you notice, with Philly now, James Harden isn't playing with the ball as much. I think mm. 
I think Kyrie and KD should stop trying to go one-on-one right now and try to, uh, not saying they're not, but believe more in their teammates, get the ball moving so they can get like swing, swing, swings, then try to do stuff. I think it's easy to guard them because as soon as they come down, which you guys know, that's why you're the best. You know when they come down, they're just trying to go one-on-one. Kyrie's going to do what he needs to do to try to get a bucket. KD's been doing what he needs to do to get a bucket. But I think that doesn't work. And I'm kind of confused why they're not playing like Cam Thomas. Like I know he's not like the most efficient scorer, um, you could probably speak more about that, Chris. But mm. like, we we just need anybody to like relieve those guys because they're like drained. Yeah, I mean, that's what Steve Nash has said is basically, if Kevin Durant isn't on the floor or if Kyrie isn't on the floor, the Nets are gonna lose no matter who you put right. in, right? So they're trying to basically ride him all the way. It's not necessarily complicated. It's difficult because we- <laughs> they've been playing ISO all season in a way. To where that's now, not if you real want to basketball, de- though. Exactly. It's the playoffs now. If, the if playoffs to, real. If you want to deviate from that, you'd have to basically install something completely mm, new. Good point. Which, with new players who are trying to learn stuff, you want to keep things simple for new guys. That it, It's tough. And you've got Ime Udoka, who's got the same Celtics team that's been together for years, basically. And right. then he puts his stamp on there. These guys are like dogs. Well, you can't make excuses. Like, he just got there as well as a coach. Yeah, these are facts. It's not like he's been there for a while. It's just they bought in. And then when I notice you guys play, bro... And I could be wrong. I don't even see you guys, like, run plays. Like, I don't see, like, nope. Kevin Durant drive right and uh, Kyrie comes off a down screen. And when Kyrie turns, he flips it back. Like, I don't see none of that. It's just, like, straight street ball. It might happen once or twice a game. They might run some some type of pin down to get Seth Curry open or something like that. But yeah. we don't see it very often. And we all know that KD's been given 150%. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's giving it everything. He's, he's just, like you guys say, he's just... He's tired. And, and mm. like Ash said, we said this weeks ago, no one man is going to be able to do this for an entire season. No, mm-hmm. Nobody. Like, I don't care if you're the best scorer, the best player. You need, like Ashley was saying, we need those pieces around to make a complete team. Now, if we look at the Celtics, they don't have big-name superstars. They have good role players. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Everybody play their role. And the Nets have good role players. But it just looks like that nobody respectfully knows their role and they don't do it at a high buy. I haven't seen anybody on the Nets like dive on the ground or or uh mm. you, you saw how like um when Bobby Portis like put his arm around Zach Levine yesterday and Zach Levine tried to hold his hand so Bobby's like fuck it I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna basically have my arm right here. Or Bam we, out of bio he dove on the oh, ball. Oh yeah yeah it's in like that I, game. I, I don't see nobody on the Nets like muscling people or mm. like just you, you know who that guy is? That's Blake who? Griffin who the Nets put at the end of the bench. But yeah. eight minutes, he played eight minutes against Celtics in game three. He's on the floor. He's dying for loose balls. And was gassed. Yeah. The man gassed was, gassed. He, he was done, though. <laughs> hey, he was dumb, bro. Hey, like, he I, came out I after that you, game but he was tired. With, a, with a whole contraption on his shoulder. That joint looked huh? like it was from, yeah, that bro. Man's, that man looked like it was from, from as I used yeah, to be. Yeah, that joint like it was from the future. Damn. I ain't never seen that. He said, he said, this ain't Lob City, Blake Griffin. Y'all can't do this <laughs> My man was playing with left ankle, so and this came out with a shoulder cast on. I ain't never seen nothing like it. But before we move on, offseason moves for the Nets, Christian. Where do they go from here? Because a lot of money is tied up in that big three. Well, nah, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't think it's as bad a, as it looks, even if you're down 0-3, right? Because when we're looking at the offseason, you've got KD, Kyrie, Ben. You've got right. Joe Harris. You're probably going to re-sign Nick Claxton. You've still got Patty Mills and Seth Curry. That's seven players from this season. That's seven rotation players that you're taking into the offseason. The question marks are front office. Do you keep the same GM and his staff? Coaching. Do you keep Steve Nash? There's a case to be made either way. Steve Nash has caught a lot of heat for adjustments or what have you. I mean, the hand he's been dealt with Kyrie, with KD getting hurt, with COVID, with Harden traded. It's just tough to put together any semblance of cohesion with that. 
But then you've got to consider what are the other alternatives? Do you have to bring in somebody else who has championship expertise, who's played under? Like, I, I don't think there's any coincidence that Ime Udoka has hit the ground running when you consider he learned from Greg Popovich for seven years. Why not get somebody mm -hmm. with that type of ex expertise? Coach, I don't yeah. think the roster is as big of a problem right now once everybody comes back next season healthy and you make some additions in the offseason. I think it's you got to have that consistent voice in the locker room and you got to have you know, a, a, a just a, a culture set from from the GM down. We don't know what that's going to look like moving forward. So I don't mm -hmm. think yeah. it's as bad as it looks. I think the Nets are in good shape next season if everybody's healthy. Well, we shall see. But moving mm. on to topic number two, Phil Jackson said it best. You know, winning a championship is half luck and half health. And since we last left you, the NBA has had two major mm. injuries mm. that could change how the playoffs play out. Chris Middleton now has a sprained MCL, leaving the defending champs without their second best player. And Devin Booker over in the Phoenix Suns, had to leave game two of his team series against the Pelicans with a hamstring strain, which mm. are just, which is such an annoying injury to deal with. Because of this, we put a poll out on Twitter that asked, with Middleton and Booker on the shelf, which team is more likely to be bounced early from the playoffs? 65% of you said the Bucks, mm -hmm. while 35% of you said the Suns. Lethal. I can't believe What that. do you think? Yeah, which bad. team is in more trouble without their respective star? The, the Suns. You know, like the one thing about the Bucks is like, they got Bobby Portis. They got Grayson Allen. They got they got uh, Wesley Matthews. They have a lot of hitters. All due respect to the Suns, like they have way more hitters than the Bucks. Like Chris Middleton being out, it hurts them. But Giannis is literally just going to make somebody else step up. The Suns right now, it's a great example of like uh, yesterday we watched the game. Like Chris Paul was literally his tongue was hanging on the <laughs> ground yesterday. I feel like they're doing a good job of speeding up Chris Paul. So that's putting Cameron Payne in the bind because he's trying to play one on one, but that's not his game. I feel like for them to take it to the next the next level, Cameron Payne has to make other people better, not trying to play one on one, especially trying to uh, shoot jump shots to prove that he can shoot. His best attributes to the game is playing aggressive defense, getting in the gaps, most importantly getting to the rim because he's so agile and he's so fast. It's hurting them that D Booker's out right now, and they definitely need a dominant score right now to take over the game to give Chris Paul that relief because you notice when he doesn't get that relief um, they're, they're, they're making him look bad uh, bringing the ball to court because they're pressing him 94 feet. Yeah, this is why I gave Devin Booker one of my MVP votes. Right, yeah. I, I did. I did Joel Embiid. I did Jokic. I did Giannis. And then I did Devin Booker right after that. And you can see yeah. why when he's not on the floor all you got to really do is key in on Chris Paul because Chris Paul is going to be responsible for setting up so much of the Everything. offense. And this mm -hmm. is also why I gave Herb Jones a second team all defense vote because he's got Chris Paul looking like Cliff Paul. I mean, mm -hmm. that man. And then on it top of bad, that, bro. you see Jose Alvarado getting under his skin as well. I mean, it is this Pelicans team is without Hungry. Devin Booker, you can kind of you can kind of say the Pelicans have more talent. You got Brandon they Ingram. Do. You got CJ McCollum. You got Jonas Valanciunas. You got so many different pieces there. This is why I hope Zion is sitting there feeling bad. I hope he wants to get out on the floor and play. If you out there and able to do 360 windmills, Bruh, go get stop up. Stop showing go, that. Go I'm, I'm like up, you, man. Ash. Like, stop showing Ben shoot jump shots and 
oh, they posted. Then they showed Zion jumping. Like, Zion, bro, we don't want to see this shit. Zion is trying to show Leon Rose what he can do. <laughs> That's what he's doing. He's just trying to show Leon Rose and World Wide West that he's ready to go. So when oh, he gets to New God. York, there are so no So he's questions. doing an audition in the warm-up. Yeah, it's an audition line. tape is what yeah. it is. And, and I apologize. I actually disagree with both of you. I think uh, the Bucks are more likely to get bounced. Oh, no what? Way. No way. I think that... So, so... Oh, I and the the, right now, can, I think no. I think the Bucks can beat Chicago no problem without okay, Chris okay, Middleton. Okay, but okay. when they run into Boston, they're going to run into a problem. And I think they're going to. I think the Suns can go ahead and still beat the Pelicans with Chris Paul on the team that they have. I think that we've seen them do it in the reverse without Chris Paul. You know, and Devin well, Booker I don't was go able to grain with you. So was able to push. But oh, listen, you can see it in the Astrodamus. Don't do it. No, listen, <laughs> yeah. stick think, to your guns, I think, that, I think the Bucks. You know, we we see them. Chicago's just not the opponent they got to worry about. But when they have to face Boston without Chris Middleton, that's going to be a bloodbath because mm. that physicality. You need all the help you can get. And without their second best player in Middleton being on the court, they're already at a severe deficit. And you can't expect Grayson Allen to play like he did the other day. Like, it's just, he's not going to play like that through the course of seven games. So Hmm. it's going to be on Giannis. It's going to be on Drew Holiday to come out and have a big game. But I just think that Brooke Lopez, but I just think the Celtics are just too big and too strong. Too Too many shooters. The Bucks are big. Well, when I just mean big, I just mean like not necessarily in size. I just mean big and bad. I just mean big and bad in terms of how they're rolling and how they're clicking. You need Middleton. You need him. When you you don't have him, you're you're looking at a a lopsided situation. I kind of I agree with you to an extent. Where if the if the Suns are able to get out of the first round, right, they'd be playing. I believe the winner of what Utah Dallas, right? And if you're you're, you're playing Dallas, if you're playing Utah, I I, I think I've lost all hope. (laughs) In the jazz right now, like they, they might as well start packing it up right now. All right, predictions for the Suns Pelicans. What you guys have right now? The series mm. is tied two two. I got I got the Pelicans oh. winning in seven. Ooh, yeah. I think they I think they swung the series in their favor. I think they I think they showed Chris Paul. He ain't the same Ooh. Chris Paul that was Ooh. in New Orleans. Right, it's a different era. You got you got to deal with Jose Alvarado, and if you get by him, you got to deal with Herb Jones. Herb Jones shutting mm. that shit down. I, you know what I liked about Herb yesterday when Chris fouled him. Try, Chris yeah, put he, his hand out. He said, Herb's nah. like, man, get your hand away from the You know what you yeah, trying to do, right? Nah, right, right, right. I got I got the Pelicans. Topic number three, Christian. It's a team you're very excited to talk about: the Jazz and oh, the Mavs. <laughs> The series has gotten very interesting. The teams are tied up at two games apiece. Luca is Bizak. And all the talk about Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert not being able to play with each other took a back seat as the two connected with a Mm game-winning alley-oop in game four to ultimately tie the series. Christian, is this fool's gold or shouldn't we be trusting your Utah Jazz <laughs> My from Utah this point Jazz. out? Y'all, y'all bullied me into picking them for the Western Conference Finals. <laughs> don't, don't think I forgot. I'll say this. When that lob went into the air and Gobert grabbed it and dunked it, I jumped out of my seat. I was like, hold on. Number one, <laughs> that's huge because these guys are not supposed to like each other, right? That reminds, you, that reminds me of the alley from Kobe to Shaq, right? Like, y'all don't like each other, but y'all put that aside. And y'all made the hey. right plays to get to the to get to the victory. I like right? winning more than I hate. Right, I like that's not where you have to you, be. That's, that, sure. that's where you have to be. But at the same time, if you got Luca coming back, if Luca's back and he's playing healthy, I I don't know. I think I I do think Man, it's a series now. Exactly. You were you were supposed to win those games or that right. game when he wasn't there. 
right? right. Fumble that game. So right. now you got the rest of the role players now are confident because they stepped up while he was gone. He's Come back. On, I still got I still got Dallas winning the series, but I mean, I liked what I saw on that final play. I, I just don't buy them now. They're gonna miraculously yeah. We talk series. about Luca last game, 30 points, 11 for 21 shooting, lethal. Mm. We spoke about Luca being the X factor. And if you know, you could even get him back 80%, what that would mean for the outcome of this series. What percentage does Luca look to you? Does he look 100%? Does he look 90? Can Luka we expect cut from that, that kind cloth. of Can we expect that kind of performance moving forward? What's going on there? He's cut from that cloth that you guys love, Ash, where you say like that that type of group that a play if their arm yeah, is hanging okay. off. But mm-hmm. he could they could have waited one more cuz they were up 2-1. And they could have waited to to see. I think he should have set out one more game. Mm. I think because it looked like the flow got a little bit, a little bit more stagnant. It looked like they started people watching again. Mm. I think they should have. I think they should have waited one more game before they brought him back. Um, to, to you know, because the the way that the team was playing was just it was awesome. It was beautiful. It, it, they reminded me of like how Memphis some, sometimes plays without Jaw. Mm. You know what I mean? Like people were starting to become who they were supposed to be. Yeah. Um, and I think one more game would have gave them way more confidence to to figure out who they are. Man, interesting. I wish. Well, you know, fill in this blank for me then, Christian. If Dallas wins this series, it's because blank happened. Hmm. <sighs> If Dallas wins this series, it's because the Jazz are the Jazz, right? <laughs> like we need the Jazz to transcend Jazzdom because for this, from for the last how many years that you had start this, sending out pizzas like old school style. We, I don't know what they need to do. They need to do something because you know what? They, maybe they need to sage the building. If they if they get if they get eliminated, it's just year after year of something happening that just makes them fall short of where they want to be. They should have won this series, if, especially when you consider Luca went down. You're supposed to win that game, For and sure. not winning that game is it, just a blow. Um, yeah, if, if the Mavericks win this, I think the Mavericks are going to win this series. I think they're going to win it because Jazz gone Jazz. Yeah, <laughs> jazz. that's what it is. Jazz All right, Lethal. If Utah wins this series, it's because blank happened. It's because Rudy Gobert and Mitchell put their prize to the side, and like mm. even when even when he threw the alley oop, you're not buying it. It just looked like, damn, I gotta throw the ball. You know what I mean? It didn't give me that. It didn't give me that Kobe Shaq jump. You know when Kobe, that, the chest bump was a little awkward. It was weird. And then was, I was watching, was like, are he trying to, to trick us? The chest yeah. bump was kind of like chest bump. And then he looked at him and he was like, yeah, oh, I can't no. believe I just chest bump. Did we just do that? Man. Right. But you know what makes me mad? And they're gonna look back on this. That's why people got to put their pride to the side because they could have something if they if they just sit down and have dinner and say, man, what's wrong, man? Like, Facts. what's going on? Because these two can really do something great, but it's just the connection is just off. What do you yeah. think it is? Do you think it, it, it goes back to it can't be that the COVID situation stuff. of COVID? No, man, it can't be no? that serious. It, it got to be something else because it's like, it, this is sports. Like, you're going to get in a fight with a teammate, stuff mm-hmm. happens. Like, you guys know, you guys play sports, but it's like, it's just noticeable out there that, that something's off. Like, yeah. Like, even the whole team, they're just, something is off. Like, yeah. y'all need D-Wade to come in to do all this stuff? Like, D-Wade's respectable, but it's like, bro, we got, like, it's like, who who's that guy to get everybody to come in? I don't know. That's, that's interesting. interesting. So, before we move on to topic four, if Dallas loses this series, mm. there needs to be, and then obviously also on the other side, if Utah loses the series and Dallas ends up winning, Obviously, there's work that needs to be done on both teams. Yeah. What does that work look like? Does Utah blow it up? Man, and blow does it Dallas up. say, look, Luka needs the help? 
Okay, and it, it, we need more than Jalen Brunson to do so. So yeah. I'll ask you, Christian, if Utah loses, what happens to this team? The pieces around Donovan Mitchell significantly change. I'm looking at Mike Conley. I'm looking at Rudy Gobert. And it sucks to say that because Rudy Gobert is a perennial defensive player of the year candidate. You know you're getting 12 and probably 12 and maybe three blocks from him. But, like, you clearly need someone out there that's going to be able to, A, take the playmaking load off of Donovan Mitchell's shoulders, and B, just assist him in being able to explode for scoring from time to time, right? So they need that legitimate second scorer, second playmaker on the roster. And then I think you, I don't think you're getting enough from Mike Conley. I think we continue mm-hmm. to see that he's not the same player he used to be. Right, so I think they need some. He's not a spring chicken anymore. Yeah, go get go get Malcolm Brogdon. I think, hey, Malcolm Brogdon is going to be one of the most sought after players on the trade market this summer. He could change a lot of teams. Are you of the believer that either Donovan or Rudy have to go, but they both can't stay? Um, I think at this point, yes, just because we've had so much. It's one of those things where it's like you know you've had it for so almost like why the the Trailblazers traded CJ, right? Like you you've had this pair That's for awesome time for, for for time and time and time again, and they fell short. You got to make some type of change. I think, yeah, at the end of the day, Rudy Gobert is probably the end up is the person that goes. But what do you get in return from him, right? Like, how, how can you upgrade in a way from a player who's won how many defensive player of the years? You know. Well, lethal. If Dallas loses this series, mm. Luca needs some help. He needs the help regardless. What does that player look like? I think he needs another superstar, Mister Bill. Go yeah, get Mr. He, Bradley Beal. Yeah, he needs another superstar. He needs somebody to come in. Luca needs to chill. Like Luca has to do way too much. Like, there's no way Luca's gonna be able to do this for, for another five years. Like how mm. much he's put. He's just doing everything. Like the dude got the ball for the whole possession. He gotta get the assist for the person. He gotta shoot the jump shot. He gotta bring the ball up the court. He gotta. It's like, dang, can Luca watch his teammate get the rebound? <laughs> Sprint the floor, go down to the corner, yeah. catch his breath. If he didn't get it, run back down on defense, come back again on offense, come off a down screen. Okay, he didn't get it. Somebody else score. It's like the dude has to do everything. Yeah. Like get somebody in there that can that can take. And Dinwiddie's great. You know, he's awesome. He's Dinwiddie's he's a great not, six man. He's a great six man, but yeah. he's not like you know, uh, you know. Respectively, they need like another superstar. If they get them with this mob right here, now now we're talking. You know who now I'd like talking. to see. Who? Let the Mavericks trade for Mr. Damian Lillard. You put Dame with Luka? and Luca on the same floor. Oh uh, my God! I think that's Are they gonna I like give him supermax because Dame ain't leaving. Dame, Dame nah, already signed. And, and, and Dame already under point. contract. Dame under contract no, for he, the next couple he has, years. He has he has another big contract coming his way. If he they stays will run it. They will run it. I hey, promise Mark you. Cuban can Mark Cuban, Mark Cuban can afford it. He can afford it. Dame is under contract too. Dame is under contract until 2024, and then he could opt out and get another deal. I, I think that's more than fit, enough bro. time. Yeah, three years. Mm. We got to talk about my Memphis Grizzlies and mm. the Timberwolves because Ooh. they are locked they are in hoping. a very competitive first-round series with plenty of drama. Tuesday night, the two teams will meet in a pivotal Game 5 to take control of the series. Lethal, is there any part of you that is worried about the Grizzlies making out of the first round because there is a part of me that is worried. Well, those are my guys first before I put this other. Those are my Uh-oh. guys. Now he's setting it up, my y'all. Guys. <laughs> those are my guys. He's about to drop but the hammer. Yeah, once the again, as it's like, it's just, it, it turns into street ball. It turns into chaos. It turns into all due respect, Jaws being too wild. Like, can you come down and do something, like, like play at a certain pace that you show you're in full control? Like, the Timberwolves are doing a He's good job. He's on the job. floor every other whistle. Bruh, like, it's like, like 
And, and and it's nothing wrong. Well, it is something wrong with that because it just shows you're erratic. And it's not wrong because we don't have anybody that's on the uh, squad that's like a Rondo to teach him mm-hmm. these things. So that that's going to happen right now. But that's in the favor of the Timberwolves because they're just going to continue to bang him. They're going to continue to do stuff mm-hmm. to make him uncomfortable. Like, it was a few possessions. He came down. <laughs> the center was retreating back. All he had to do was just shoot a chill. Mid- I'm, when I say chill, I'm talking about like he could have smoked a cigarette and shot the mid-range jump shot. But he went full speed to the center and, like, tried to loop it under him. And I'm like, man, you're making it... This is the playoffs. You're making it way too hard. And it's like, if he invests into that that consistent three and that midi... And and think about this. And I know I say this a lot, but imagine if he could sidestep and do a step back and do different... Like, that's the only... Look how slow Luka moves. It's not in his bag yet. But Mm. look how slow Luka moves, but he's able to get to that slow-ass step back. Because yeah. he can he can always keep you on your toes. I feel like with Ja, if if I'm the defense for the other team, either push them all the way to the basket, you know how to fuck stop them up. Exactly. Yeah. You know and how to was, stop them. That was my concern going into the series. And ultimately, if they advance, them yeah. facing a team like the Warriors. Because here's the thing. When you look at the Grizzlies, again, big Grizzlies fan. Obviously, yeah. I had them I of had course. them coming out you know, top three in the West back right. in October. But if you look, but if you look at the make of their team, they're still so young. There's was, so much yep. development there. And when you look at it, the only reliable three-point shooter you have is Desmond Bain. Mm. Jaron Jackson's not good as a three-point shooter. He's not even good mid-range. And Ja has not added that aspect to his bag yet. Oh, you still He's got not... Dylan Brooks? Dylan Brooks, you have Dylan Brooks. Yeah, you have Dylan Brooks also. Ja, though, the X factor of this team, really his bread and butter exists in the paint. Mm -hmm. His mid-range game isn't really there yet. His, you know, three-point game isn't really there yet. That's why the AI comparisons for me aren't there yet because AI could shoot from three. He had a mid-range game. If you took the paint away from him, you still had two other aspects of his game you had to worry about. Ja, you lock up the minute you take away the paint from him. And that's what we're seeing. And that's why in a game, you know, like last game, um, where he only has, he had no points in what, the third quarter? It's because you keep him out of the paint, you keep him out of the game. And when you keep him out of the game, you're now there's four other guys on the court who have to go ahead and carry that load. Whereas Timberwolves, although their IQ is questionable, and they do a lot of things, especially down the stretch, that make you scratch your head and be like, what the hell are you doing? They got shooters. Everybody on the floor can shoot from some shape or angle. And I think, especially if, you, if the Grizzlies advance, they face a team like the Warriors who had shooters. That death lineup, that's, that's, that's going. And they match up better than I feel they do with the Timberwolves because the Timberwolves are just so physically dominant and they have better shooting. I think the Grizzlies and the Warriors play somewhat of a similar game, so the matchup will be a little bit better. But that's going to be a problem. Like, if they advance, that's going to be a problem. Yeah. I'll I'll, I'll harp on the point you made about experience, Ash. I mean, Patrick Beverly has been in the league for God knows how long. such a menace, Menace, And he's just (laughs) been, he's he's playoff tested, battle tested, right? right? Look at Carl Anthony Towns has been around for a while now. He's not a, a, a young kid anymore, right? He had that playoff run with Jimmy Butler was on the team. D'Angelo Russell's mm. been around for a while now. He had that playoff run with the Nets. Torian Prince has been around for a while. They've got a lot of guys who've been around for some time, right? And now you just look at this young, 
you know, Memphis Grizzly team. Yeah, they knocked out the Warriors in the play-in last year, but they're still fresh figuring a lot of this stuff out. I think you're going to see experience play a big part in this. I'm interested to see in which way in this series goes. I don't know, right? Because on it's one end, you sure. could consider Ja the best player in this series, but if he doesn't have any answers in terms of scoring and being able to finish in the paint, now you're relying on the other guys. And we've seen the the, the Grizzlies win games without Ja on the floor. We know that. But this Timberwolves team is stepping up, and I like how they've played. So it's yeah. a toss-up. I don't know who I got winning this series, guys. What about y'all? I mean... It's tough. I'm this is a tough I'm one to call. Always, I'm always on the side of the better defensive team and the more physically dominant team. And right now, that's the Timberwolves. Mm. Um, they also are the more complete team when it comes to scoring. Mm. Offensively, I mean, you look at you look at Anthony Edwards, you look at Carl Anthony Towns, you look at D'Angelo Russell, who's having one Talk hell about of a Anthony Edwards real job. quick. Playing <laughs> through injury, getting hurt, coming That's right back on the one. floor. More, more players one. like him, more players like yep. Luka, guys who yep. want it and will play through injury to get it. They don't make him like that no more, man. You got guys yeah. who can't I fly mean, to sit on the bench. I think Memphis is a hard place to play in. That crowd is, is special. It's, but you know dog. what the thing? They've both stolen games in the other's home arena before. So yeah. it's yeah. not like they can't do it. Um... I, I've been rolling with the Grizzlies, so I'm gonna stick with the stick Grizzlies. With but I, don't I abandon ship I, now. I wouldn't okay. be surprised if the Timberwolves come out, but I think either team's gonna have a rude awake, a rude awakening when they face Golden State. Ash that's your, not a, your, mm. your perfect streak is on the line here, Ash. It's on the line. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. But, Taylor Rolling Jenkins up that did... Astrodamus pack tonight. Let's go. <laughs> Taylor Jenkins did have a lot to say about how game four oh, was yeah. officiated. Now, look, the game started at around 10 o'clock Eastern time and did not end until after one. So that's an almost three. That's a three I mean, plus hour play game. Play basketball, man. It Damn. seemed like every possession there was a whistle. I mean, yeah. lethal. The officiating in this playoff series and the playoffs in general has been a little, little annoying. <laughs> like, it has been it has been annoying, but that's what makes the best the best. You got to learn how to adjust mm-hmm. to how the referees are playing. Like, you know, we watch the people that we love and the people that are the greats. They know how to, okay, they got Tom reference today. I know how here. Oh, like they just be out there crying the whole time and worried about the wrong stuff and 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 allowing the referee to get them distracted. Just focus on the game. If he's not calling the game you want to be played, just fucking keep playing and adjust. I feel like and now in today's basketball, it's just so much complaining going on. And so everybody making excuses and it's just like, damn, like what are we teaching the next generation of hoopers? Like, we're gonna blame it on the referee. Here's the difference in Free throws right here. Xavier Tillman, no free throws. Steven Adams, no free throws. Carl right. Anthony Towns, 17 free throws. That's why right. you got to have a dominant big man who could score right. at times. Big man gets the call. Big man gets and the I, yeah. I don't know who said that, but one of y'all said that the, the thing that hurts them, all due respect to Steve, that's my man, but it's like, damn, they don't got no big they can give to that he could bang somebody up and shoot a sky hook or right or like. Nah. Like I, we get the we get the pocket pass floater. That's that's great. But it's like, can we just give somebody the ball sometimes so I can relieve myself? What I love yeah. about Cat though, Cat knows big man gets the call, so mm-hmm. he sells it every time. Yeah, the man will to. barely get hit and he's floundering on the floor <laughs> like a dead fish. Cause he knows that the ref sees a big man hit the ground. It's gotta right. be a foul, right? right. Like, Especially when you a star, you're gonna get those calls. I'm Especially right. when you a star, you're gonna get those Kat. calls. So. Playing 42 minutes, Cat, go ahead. 33 Listen, points. Listen, Cat found his swagger this series. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, he, Patrick he Beverly gave shit. it to him. He's talking shit more than we've ever seen him before. That is the Pat Bev effect. That's what I'm saying. Sure. Value, lethal. Pat Bev got some value in him. Stop playing. 
Nah, we, I, I mean, don't say me. I mess with Pat Bev. <laughs> Shit, I, I love that tenacity. Uh, he remind me. He remind me of the the guy that was guarding Chris Paul. Yes, I love yeah, him. He's, he's, like, act, I'm, he's I'm sick of these the guys. Way possible. I'm mm-hmm. sick of these guys that 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 aren't playing aggressive defense. Like a dude bump yeah. them and they they always trying to. F- like man, get up in this shit. Yeah. Pat Bev is so unhinged that Desmond Bain had the ball in his hand, and Pat Bev goes <laughs> to, snatch to snatch it, it. and he yeah. said, "Give me that shit." Like yeah. they were on the playground. I right. said, "Pat Bev, I'm gonna right. need you to take several seats, sir. It's a uh, timeout." I see a little Pat Bev and Jose Alvarado too. Stop. Yeah, you gotta love, love it. Love that. We are going to round out this edition of Three on Five and finish up in the East with the Raptors versus Sixers Mm. series. Now, as we record this show, the Raptors are currently on life support. Mm. They're on the verge of extinction, just like the dinosaurs are, okay? Well, or were, rather. Um, By the time you hear this, they may actually be extinct. The two teams play Monday night with the Sixers trying to close the series out. But Joel Embiid's finger injury, things could get very interesting and do so quickly. Christian, by the time our audience hears this podcast, will that series officially be over? Yeah, by the time this episode comes out, and it pains me to say this, I I think... We're going to see like a <laughs> special performance from James Harden uh, to close okay. this series out. Yeah, I think he has About to understand. Time. Yeah, I think he has to understand <laughs> you can't continue to to ride Joel Embiid when he's playing with an injured thumb. Right. right he's got to right, step right. out. I think we, we might even see Joel Embiid look like a decoy in this game while Harden of goes off, while Maxi goes Joel off. Joel Embiid, somebody else who has that tick. That's what I'm play saying. With a, Playing with, play with a ligament. Where, they, torn where ligament. those guys at? Give me a, a right. team full of those guys. Right? right, like that's what you love to see. But yeah, to, to the to the question at hand, I think this thing ends in five. Um, I think the Raptors did the best they could given the circumstances, but I, they were always underdogs. Scotty Barnes gets hurt, re-injured another guy who plays who's playing through injury. You know, I, I think it's just too much. I think we'll see the Raptors have have a nice foundation to build on for next year and the years to come. But I, I'll and see it, them in Cancun. It's, it's also important to mention that as of this morning, Fred Van Fleet is out over for- with. The next game, which would obviously be game five. Bora, so, Bora. Yeah, it, it, it's not looking so bright in Toronto. But, Lisa, going back to Joel Embiid, his finger, it's a torn ligament in his thumb. I believe it's in his right thumb. How tough is it to play with an injury like that? That's tough. Catch the ball, pass the ball, shoot the ball, palm the ball. Especially another <laughs> piece of information for you is... It's expected that he's going to need surgery. But he said, I will get surgery when we get eliminated. So again, that tick. But for an injury that's as severe to the point where you need surgery. Yeah. To play through. Again, how hard is it to play through that? Yeah, I've I've had a hand issue before. uh, And it it, it hurts. Like probably when he catches it, he feels the sting. Um, But like you guys are saying, it's the playoffs. You know what I mean? You got to play through it. um, Learn how to adjust. Learn how to change your touch for your shot. But the the thing I was proud of when I watched that game, it didn't seem like he was playing timid because of his hand. He seemed mm-hmm. like he was still aggressive. And mm. the thing that I was surprised too, he was still trying to steal the ball and like do certain stuff that his hand could get hit. And that's that tick that you talk about, Ash, that he just, I don't give a fuck. This is the playoffs. This is why I'm the face of the franchise. If I'm going to go out, I'm going to go out going hard. I'm not about to be going out being soft. You know what I'm saying? Going out like no punk. Yeah, Facts. I ain't going out. Yeah, and exactly. Hey, and that's what we got to respect about him. I got a question for y'all. What's what's y'all sweep city? Feel me? Like, if you get swept or if you lose in five, where you headed? Everybody talking about Cancun. 
Wait, wait, yeah. where's your first city? I, I gotta, I gotta be further out of the country than that. I, I'm gonna be like LeBron and go to the Maldives. Facts. Yeah. Um, Facts. I'm gonna go someplace like Bora Bora, maybe <laughs> yeah. Costa Rica, yeah. where like you can't. You, you find can't me find me. Yeah, I gotta, facts. I gotta, I gotta get this, this the shame of a sleep <laughs> off my body before yeah. I come back to the states. Facts. Like, yeah. I can't, I can't be anywhere. Mexico's too hot. I need yeah. to go someplace further out where it's more low key. It's, I think I need to. I think I need Mexico. to go somewhere where I could like just sit on a camel. And, and ride for like and just chill, an hour. Yeah. You know what I'm you saying? Trying, yeah. You trying to go back to the motherland? Go yeah, to Egypt or something? I mean, yeah, something like yeah. that. Do that. That'd be dope. Hit, hit Dubai, Abu Dhabi, something like that. I gotta. Yeah. I need he to said be I gotta get back to the beginnings of Facts. civilization. You get swept. My soul. You get swept, man. You gotta. You gotta do some Is soul it, searching. I, I posed this question a couple of years ago, and it was almost. It was so funny to see the just the different answers. Is it more disheartening, or does it hurt more to get swept? Or to blow a three and one lead. Mm, it got to be the three one lead. Really? See, for me it was Dang, swept. I don't know. That's for me a tough it was one. swept. I didn't win a single game. Like, but to blow a three one lead is like, bruh, like. That's I guess, disrespect. but like, yeah, but Both I don't know. I, I think I'll, I, if you don't win a single game in a series, I think it depends on where you are, right? Like, if you're a number one seed or a number two seed, if you're an eight seed and you get swept, all right, we weren't supposed to be in it in the beginning, right? If it, I think seeding depends on it. But if you're a number one seed and you're leading three to one and then you lose that lead to a, a lesser seed, that's got to hurt. I think I think blowing a three to one lead for me would be, would, would be the worst case. That mm. would suck. <sighs> All right, that does it for three on five. Let's switch it up and see what's popping on the timeline. You know what time it is. It's time to scroll down the timeline. It's on the TL. First and foremost, shout out to the Minnesota security guard with the reflexes of an NFL <laughs> linebacker. I mean, the Vikings really should have been there scouting because that shit was crazy. Another protester tried to storm the court during game four of the Timberwolves matchup against the Memphis Grizzlies, but the target center security wasn't having it. I mean... I think y'all seen the video. They were sitting next to the person, scoping them out. And mm-hmm. as soon as they tried to make a beeline for the court, they just tackled them. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. This is the third time a protest has been thwarted during a Timberwolves game. I mean, Ashley, you, you got some advice. How, they need to, they got to switch something up. It's not working. Clearly what they're trying to do. Well, my first question is, if he was scouting her, it's because she was suspicious and she got there. Because you see Mm. the video, he's literally a couple of seats away from her. He looked Mm. like her parole officer. So, like, (laughs) if you already are suspect of someone, why are they that close to the court to begin with? That's my question. Why were they wearing a referee's outfit? Did they not think that would be suspicious? You wearing an official's outfit? But you're sitting two seats, two rows back from courtside? Like, it's just, it's odd. The plan didn't, I I was reading up on it. The plan was for that person to, uh, like, impersonate an official, find Glenn Taylor, who's the owner of the Timberwolves, issue them a technical foul, and eject them for... I guess the animal cruelty that they're having, which is something that's not laughable, right? Well, that's, apparently, yeah. apparently, the owner of the Timberwolves owns some sort of like chicken farm. Yeah, and they kill and the chickens. They had in some to type kill of- a lot of chickens because I think they they got ill or like I don't know something with the chickens, and they had to like massacre like a million plus chickens or like a yeah. lot of chickens. I think and it was the way rights, they did it. Yeah, I think they, I yeah, think they like uh, it was something with rights, oxygen. You know, activists are, are super like you know. I grew up in New York, just like you did, Christian. Mm. I mean, we've seen Peter throw red paint on people's fur oh, in the middle yeah. of the street during mm-hmm, fashion. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. Peter does not play, but like okay, 
wait for him outside the arena. Like, pull <laughs> up on him. Like, why you keep trying to interrupt? You don't learn from the two people before you that it's not going to work in an right. arena. Like, it just doesn't make sense. My advice to the protesters would be like, if you're going to protest, I advise y'all to, I don't know, plan better because <laughs> trying to do it in the arena is just not going to pop off for you. Figure out another course of action to get your point across because it's not going to happen during the NBA playoffs. I'm sorry, it's just not. So, Lethal, you ever had something happen to you like that when you're in the middle of a game, somebody try to run on the court butt-ass naked or something crazy? Well, That's I played hilarious. in, like, different countries. It's a little bit more rugged than America. So, like, in Mexico, like, at our games, the security be having, like, AK-47s. Oh, nah. Yeah, like, it's, it's real, <laughs> you really so risking your like, life if you try. Yeah, but I think... What, so, wait, the refs have guns. So, does that make you think twice no, about arguing a call with them? No, the security. I apologize. Imagine oh. the security. ref had a gun, yo. The nah. security... Ha- because because <laughs> in certain places like Mexico and China... I mean, those games are like, those teams are run by the mob. So it's like, Mm -hmm. it's real deal. But I feel like, seriously, like, I think if somebody runs on the court like that, they should get real jail time. Like, you're like, like, that's, I think certain certain people do certain stuff because there's no repercussion. Like, imagine, and it's not about color or nothing, but just imagine if like, like even like Black Lives Matter, like when all this was going, imagine black people was just running on the court. They would have figured out something so fast to like, Stop! Like it's just like I just be feeling like when talk that talk. King. Certain stuff get certain stuff gets watered down. Mm-hmm. I tell like, you right now, I'm on the court and I see somebody coming at me full throttle that's not in a jersey. Right. I gotta fight you because right. I don't right. know who you coming for. My right. reflexes are gonna kick in. I'll hit right. you first. Apologize later. But that's the that's that's the risk you take when you run up on the wrong person in a space that you shouldn't be running up in. Like, right. I'm just saying, she's lucky that, you know, Steven Adams didn't, like, Aquaman her right. and just, like, <laughs> hit her with the people's Man. elbow. Like, yeah. Even the tackle he did, like, I'm, I'm not promoting violence, but he was, a, that was a sweet little tackle. Like, <laughs> bruh. Like, I would have, like, not her, but it's just, like, if y'all... He said he would have hit her with the WWE slam. But I'm saying, these are people <laughs> running onto the court. Like, you got to prove right. a point. I'm not trying to say break the lady's neck, but I'm saying, like, if y'all going... Even the way they took her off, it was, like, Man, yank, yank her ass up, man. Get your, what are you like doing? Like, collar? Yeah, like, what are you doing? Get your... T- like, one person got to, like, like, show them, like, what are you doing? Like... Lethal, Lethal said that wasn't violent enough for me. No, Do better I, next I, time. I, I'm not saying violent. <laughs> I'm just saying, the way they yanked her, if I, I... The next game, I would test the court again, too. Man. Mm. Yeah. That's a fact. And they yeah. might not... And they might be a little more slick with it next time, so we'll see what yeah. happens. Moving on to the next thing on this, uh, that I saw on the timeline, and I'm not a big fan of this move at all. Yeah. Um, it is big news for our show, though. It's rumored that Elon Musk is about to buy Twitter for something like $45 billion after his original Sheesh. offer was rejected. I mean, selling it. I, uh, let's start here. Ash, if you were the one who bought Twitter, uh, what would be your, what would you change? What, what are some things that you would do to change that app to make it better? Ooh, I think the biggest thing for me would be to get rid of as many of those troll accounts. You know, those accounts that have all the numbers after that just like spew (laughs) hatred and just just disgusting, derogatory things. I think that, you know, social media can already be a toxic environment. And Twitter, I think, is the biggest app in the world because it's just a constant flow of information. So there's really no way to avoid it. And especially certain professions utilize it more than others because of that constant flow of information, especially people in the media. Um, We see more politicians using it because of the fact that it gets out quicker than, say, waiting for the six o'clock news. 
So for me, it would be about making it a less toxic environment by getting rid of those troll accounts and also doing more or making more of an effort to fact check the things that are on Twitter. There's too much information on Twitter that is inaccurate that people feel like you can't control it because, you know, that's freedom of speech. Yeah, but you shouldn't be able to tell me the sky is green when I know for a fact it's Mm -hmm. blue because there's gonna be somebody who believes the sky is green and that starts a whole trajectory of, like, other things. Sure. I think that making it safer from a standpoint of just social media safety and also fact-checking so that people who are constantly on this app are getting the most accurate information and not just some information that Bob in Arkansas wants you to think. You know (laughs) what I mean? Right. Yeah. You preaching. I I would have to agree with you with that. Like, just do a better job with these troll accounts because it's like, I don't know if it was happening to you guys, but if you say something positive, like, you know, world peace, and all these like crazy pages Yo, come to bots. you. Whoa, whoa, the bots world are peace. Crazy. Well, you it's like, God <laughs> dang, bro, what is going on? Like, what are these pages? It's like somebody <laughs> just sees it and just types in the thing, and then all these things just come to your page and do. I think that needs to end. Yeah, you can write, you can end. type like, you know, just had the best grilled cheese, and then then somebody like, you know, cheese comes from right. the byproduct, right, of, right, right. And you're an animal killer, right, and you right, and it's right. like, bro, I just damn, yeah, what? yeah. <laughs> telling you, I, I just I, I'm a little wary of the acquisition. Number one, just Elon is somebody who's just got so much money in so yeah, many different you can buckets, control so much, and, and yeah. now you you own the number one platform for free speech in a way you're preaching, right? and you're one preaching. of the first things mm. he said was that Twitter needs to be transformed as a private company I don't like how that sounds huh? I don't, yeah I don't I don't like how that sounds I don't like how he's just in so many different buckets and now he can kind of control what our free speech on social media looks like I'm, I'm interested to see what he's going to end up doing but my, I'm not getting my hopes too high I, I'm ugh, it kind of disgusted me in a way let's move on to something a little bit more upbeat Topic number three is Iron Mike. Iron oh. Mike Tyson beating the, he- the living hell out of a passenger on his flight to Miami. Did, did you guys see that? I mean... Yeah, of course. Of course. Why would you want to even pick a problem with Mike Tyson in the first place? There are decades worth of tape that tell you not to do so. What do you do? If you see Mike Tyson on a plane and he's trying to fuck you up, what do you even do? What, what? I mean, I feel like this is a prime example of the era we live in. Like, <laughs> as soon as it, it happened to him, the guy looked at the person with the camera like, Ugh. like, it's like this world, <laughs> like people are just so corny, like leave people alone. Like, like, I just feel like everybody just trying to get a reaction out of people to to say that they're the one that did it. Like, leave people alone. Like, this man is, you know, the age he's at right now, just trying to live his life, play with his birds, uh, smoke weed and just Not be in his peace. His and it's just like... <laughs> I just feel like in today's era, people just be trying to trigger people for no reason. Like, you should be honored that Mike's on the same flight as you. Like, if Mike was on my flight, I'll wait after the flight. Like, hey, Mike, I really look up to you, man. Man, keep doing your thing. You're a huge motivation. Then you got the jerk where it's like, Mike, you bit off a a blah, blah, blah's ear. You're a piece of shit. Like you were saying, ass. Like, where it's like, they're like the troll pages. Like, they're just troll people in real life that deserve to get punched in the mouth. My uh, my dad has a saying, and it goes like this. Uh-oh. Don't let your mouth write a check. Your ass can't cash, mm-hmm. all right? Oh, oh, so mm-hmm. homeboy <laughs> got a little bit of liquid courage exactly. and started popping off at the mouth and right. would not stop and didn't take the hint that like, yo, Mike don't find it funny. He's right. ignoring you. He's ignoring you. He's ignoring <laughs> <For a reason>. you. <laughs> yeah. And then allegedly <laughs> takes water 
and spills it on him. Huh? All right. Now I got to beat your ass because now you take my me. kindness. Right. You you're taking my self-control as weakness. And now you're invading my personal space. So now I got to give you these hands. This is a prime example of that saying, don't let your mouth write a check. Your ass can't cash. Mm-hmm. Mind your business. Don't be a menace because not everybody, everybody ain't out here playing. Mm-hmm. Period. Point blank. And you learn the hard way. And honestly, you got to be kind of mentally unstable to pick a fight with Mike Tyson. What you call it, Ash? The audacity of somebody to think they going to try Iron Mike and not end up damn near six feet under. You really hate to see it. I mean, what's the what's the wildest thing someone's ever said to you in public, Christian? People don't be trying me in public. It's been a while. It's been a while. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I remember I'm low key. I be minding my business. I'm going to these games. I mean... What's the wildest thing someone said? Okay, to me what's in the public? wildest thing someone's ever just said to you? Like maybe not in public, like on social media. Mm. Oh no! Nah. Someone told me on social media, they was gonna spit in my face when I seen them. I was like, mm. huh? I was like, number one, no, you're not. Number two, <laughs> you know where I sit at Barclays. So if you're even trying to do that, let's see what's up. People are, are crazy on Twitter. Right. People are. are it's actually mm. it's absolutely out of hand. Well, what about um, you, Lethal? What's the craziest thing someone's ever said to you in public men. or on? Grown men, I might be like at a game chilling. Like, oh, you think you can shoot? That shit fake. And it's like, get a life, motherfucker. Like, what, what are you like? What are you talking about? Like, imagine. And then, and then when you respond, like, because I, 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 when people talk like that, I'm talking about like grown ass men. I'm like, oh, okay, bro, we'll keep doing your thing. And then the person be like, oh no, nah, man, I was just playing, man. I was just trying to get a reaction, man. It's like, all right, bro, have a blessed day. And they're like, oh, okay, uh, can you follow me? Nah, nah get out of like, my face. You know well, what I'm saying? What did that fan tell Isaiah Thomas when he ran down? To, uh, I just wanted a, I just wanted the, uh, the McFlurry. Yeah, Isaiah Thomas. No. Oh, man. Yo. That's insane. These fans Listen, are out of control. I get it all the time on social media. Mm. And the thing is, I only get it from men. I don't get it yeah. from women. Of course. Like, yeah. Only men. Yeah. Men are I'll never, I'll never forget maybe a couple of months ago. I had this one person on Twitter who was just constantly like harassing me. Everything wow. I posted about my interviews would be like, go back to the kitchen. You don't know anything. Which mm. player are you screwing? Mm. Da, 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 da. Like, you got the job because you're pretty. You don't know anything. You're an airhead. We got to right? leave that rhetoric in the past, man. Right. That's and crazy. I remember just constantly seeing this account name in the comments and like clicking the icon to see like who it was. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget the Knicks and the Heat were playing each other at the FTX arena. And it's halftime. I go from my seat. I'm like in the hallway or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I went to go get a drink or something like that. And somebody comes up to me. He's like, yo, I'm such a huge fan. Can I get a photo with you? Da-da-da-da-da. And I look and it's the buddy who was harassing no me way. in the Twitter comments wow. for weeks. And I just looked at him. I was like, why don't you ask me on Twitter and get mm, the back to you? And I just walked playing. away. So Petty some, of your biggest, some of your biggest haters on social media mm, are, they really love quick mm-hmm. to switch gotta, up on you. Because exactly. I, I know all the men that be in my comments coming at me crazy when mm. they see me in person, they, they don't try, have that same they energy. They try to see what's up. You know the vibes. They try, mm-hmm. Exactly. They, they don't try. have that same energy. <laughs> it's like, come on, bro. You ain't that guy. Nah. You're not that guy, mm-hmm. pal. You're not that guy. Well, you guys know what it is. Before we end the show, it's time for my segment. You know what they say. My shooting stroke just went viral. Handle put little baby in a spiral. That's not that bad. That's actually kind of fun. Yo, Josh. That's, 
Josh, that's not man. that bad. That's that's back to back to back, Josh. Now, Josh, 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 Josh low-key committing plagiarism, though. Yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> you right, Josh. I'm, I'm, I'm rescinding my, he my really praise. He's really not yeah. writing these bars. Yeah, he's you, he's you just... kind of committing plagiarism. Verified with our stamp of approval, it's the Certified Bucket of the Week. My Certified Bucket uh, goes to somebody that I know has been working extremely hard to fit in uh, with Giannis to take his game to the next level. I'm going to use Grayson Allen because he's the first mm. player mm. in Milwaukee Bucks history to make five threes consecutive back-to-back in the game um, in the playoffs. And uh, he's somebody that's learning to uh, master his game for the superstar. That's what a lot of people can't do. And uh, Grayson came out last game and showed everybody that what he's capable of doing to help the Bucks take it to the next level with Chris Middleton out. So I have to use uh, Grayson Allen. Wait, so explain that real quick, Lethal. Did he hit five threes consecutively without anybody else scoring on the Bucks? No, no. So, like, he, um, back-to-back games, he hit five threes. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And nobody's ever done that in Bucks history. Unbelievable. That's, yeah. yeah. Hey, I hope you feel proud, brother. Well, in consecutive playoff games. Yeah. They've done it in regular games, but consecutive playoff games. Because I hope proud, what brother. happens That's to shooters word. is... Um, you know, when you have that big game, y- y- your mentality doesn't go as like laser focused. So you have to cut, reset your brain again. He's doing a good job of of resetting to understand that. Like, but Chris out, like as said, you have to, yeah, you got to try to take that void up just a little bit, do a little bit what Chris was doing. He's doing a great job. Do you talk to him in between? Like, how, like how yeah, often do you? Yeah, I, I talk to my clients uh, before the game, uh, at halftime, and after the game. Unbelievable. Yeah, hey, man. Yeah. You- Hey man, hey, yes, we're sir. doing that's we're the certified buckets. Love to see buckets. it. Love to see yeah. a black man winning. We're the certified hey. buckets. Well, my my certified bucket goes to a guy whose nickname has the word buckets in it, and that's Ooh. Jimmy Butler, aka oh, Jimmy yeah. Buckets. Mm-hmm. Because game four, 36 points, 10 rebounds. It, it was the Jimmy Butler revenge game because in game three, he had a questionable possession in the last five seconds of the game where the shot didn't hit, didn't really look mm-hmm. like it was a shot you should have taken. You should have passed the rock. But one thing about Jimmy, it's onward and upward. And that mm-hmm. is exactly what happened in game four. He is looking like the Jimmy Butler of the bubble where he was just exhausted. That that infamous picture of him <laughs> hanging over the railing. Yeah, yeah. But listen, yeah. J- I, I love Jimmy in Miami because I think for the longest time there's been this rhetoric about Jimmy Butler that he's toxic, he's not a good teammate, and you see him go to Miami and it's just a different version of him. He loves the guys he plays with. He loves the organization and it showcases on the court. I mean, he just looks incredible. Obviously, you still need you know the supporting cast and to be able to get a game like that without Kyle Lowry, who runs that offense. You know, you had Tyler Hero doing it in his absence, but listen, Jimmy put the team on his back. Facts. You know, Miami in five, it ends in the 305, hopefully, and they get a nice little rest before they have to face the 76ers, because I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm assuming the 76ers are coming out of that series. So okay. it's, it's, it's going to be interesting for sure. He gets to face one of his old teams. Oh, that'll be mm-hmm. fun. Speaking of Jimmy, though, mm-hmm. I need to know what his calf workout is because that boy is jumping out the gym every single time. I knew he, he had rise, but I mean, he the interception he had where he jumped up into the air to get that, that ball. Nuts. It was a bad pass, but I mean, he jumped yeah. out five feet into the air. He done caught a couple alley-oops where it's that's like, that yo. It. That's that it, though. Mm. That's that he, he wanted. He's yeah. hungry. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Ain't, ain't enough players cut from that cloth. But here's one that is cut from that cloth. That's my certified bucket. I could have gone so many different ways with this. I could have gone with Tatum. Who you going I with? I could have gone with, Yo- with Jokic. 
I'm going with Herb Jones. Wow. Listen, Herbert. Herb Jones locking up Chris <laughs> Paul, got him looking like he's impersonating himself. You got right. Herb Jones making plays, guarding whoever. I mean, this guy is really about to be the future because now all he's got to do is add the offense. And the offense, to me, comes easier than adding the defense. You got to be kind of born in a way with those defensive intangibles. Offense, you could, you could sit there and take a couple lethal shooting classes and come back next season <laughs> shooting 36 37% from three, right? You could come back, learn how to get your handle right, start putting the ball on the floor, doing pick and rolls, hitting your teammates. You could learn that stuff. Defense, you born with. So, yeah, my certified bucket is going to a defensive player. That's Herb Jones. He is, he is doing it. And if it. you look at his numbers, I mean, it's not like he had an astronomical scoring night. It's mm -hmm. just that he was a... That's why you can't always just look at a stat line. Yeah. Because if you look, mm -hmm. you know, April 24th versus the Suns, which is the last game, he only had 13 points. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 35 minutes. In the playoffs. Mm -hmm. It's a lot in the playoffs. Yeah. But when you, you know, think of it in terms of like some of the other guys, but that's how you can't go ahead and just gauge a player's contribution strictly mm -hmm. on his stat line because he had some of the biggest plays of the night yes. despite not being, you know, one of the highest scorers. He was cooking up. Yeah. Like, He's running he from one side of the floor to close out, jumping right. to the high heavens. I'm Bro, like, oh, Did never nah. mind y'all Zion? You remember that college one when he, like, jumped? Huh. And like rose all the way up the block yeah, the shot. I remember that. You yeah, know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. He was reminding me of that, bro. He Imagine did that Zion, twice. Zion needs to play with this team, man. If Zion took the floor with these Pelicans in the, the second round. The way they look right now. Oh, yo. my God. They might I don't know, tell. but all I know is I'm looking at you real funny if you getting cooked by a guy named Herbert. That's what <laughs> I'm saying. I got an uncle named Herbert. They don't hey, do that. Exactly uncle, my do point. Uncle Herb get buckets? Oh, no. He's a golfer, but I got an uncle Herbert. <laughs> That's exactly my point. I'm looking at you real funny if you getting cooked out here by a guy named oh, Herbert. Man, okay. Herb's cooking you, bro. Her Herb. Got, Herb is like the youngest old man name he ever. Does. Herbert Herb. Jones. Herbert. He's oh. He sounds oh, like he should be a member of the Temptations. It's all right, Herb. It's all right, Herb. man. Come no on out here, what your Herb name Jones. Is. Yeah, you come, lock up, come you lock here. up, brother. I got you. It's a, it's a, you. I just think about like an old school barbecue, like with the old heads. It's like, hey, yo, Herb, come here and tell these people how I used to drop yeah. 40 on their head back in the day. Herb and they're definitely, talking about high school in the 70s. Anybody named Herb know their way around a grill. Oh, listen, man. Yeah, they, listen. They, anybody they named Herb has seen some fangs. Okay, they've lived a life. <laughs> hey, we, we gonna stop dragging Herb Jones now. Yeah, that's <laughs> oh, my guy. Man. Certified bucket of the to, week. Shout out to Herb Jones. Facts. But guys, that is a wrap for this episode of Certified Buckets. That went fast. Woo! That did go fast. It did. It's fast when you're having fun with the team. That's what yeah. I'm saying, right? That's how our you team I mean? chemistry is on A plus right now. You feel yeah. me? We were we moving were cooking like Herb Jones. That's what I'm saying. We out here moving the rock. You feel? I'll be her. I'll be the Herb Jones of the group. Y'all could be CJ. You, you look like a Herb. Oh, wow. Nah, 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 nah. I'm about to hop on the flight real quick. You got you got the fro of a Herbert. Where my pick oh, at? I'm about to start God. picking my hair out right now. <laughs> Damn. Listen, if you guys are having fun like we are, do yourself a favor and hit that subscribe button, rate five stars, and drop a review if you're listening on Apple. Shoot your shot on social media at Certified Buckets. No vowels in the word buckets. And we are on all social media platforms. We want to hear from you. And if you come correct, you might just hear your comments on our next show. Final thoughts, fellas, before we close it out this week. Mm, man, just... Let's see how these playoffs go. We need more <laughs> players that's willing to play through these injuries, man. That's my mm. final thought. Shout out Anthony Edwards. Shout out everybody who's been fighting through Bobby those injuries, Portis, man. Bobby I. Portis. Shout out yeah. Joel Embiid. Shout out all these guys who's putting their bodies on the line and not complaining about. I'm not even going to say what I was going to say. 
Get started. The Nets might do something tonight, bro. Just keep your fingers crossed. Let's see what happens. On that note, until next week, we will have a lot to discuss. But for now, we are out. Peace. 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 Love. Chicken grease.